Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all strong knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving hello and welcome to spirit sherpa the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo if you're new to this type of work we suggest you start with episode one and move your way forward from there each episode builds on the last and you'll have a solid understanding of the spiritual world by the time you get to the end if you're further along in your journey, start at episode 98. And if you're ready to step into being a spiritual practitioner or teacher yourself, then episode 200 is the best place for you to start. Wherever you are in your journey, we are here to help guide you to the next level. With me, as always, to share her insights and wisdom is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hey, Jules, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I made it through our new intro. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it by myself last week. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Go team. (laughs) So now just as soon as I memorize the other one, I have to memorize this one. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, we had too many episodes for people and, and it just made sense to give people an idea of where to start. Absolutely. I think it's great. All right. Well, how's everything down in Panama? It's warm. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating right now. I got I got a, two fans going and I've got the wind blowing and I'm still a little sweaty over here. So, you know, welcome to Panama. So it's it's still the dry season. So at least it's not super humid. Oh, that's good. Well, we actually had a little um, a miniature cool front come through because it got down like 59 degrees at night which was really nice. Yeah, I was excited. But then, you know, we're, we're, we're getting up into the, you know, 70s and 80s, and it'll be triple digits for too long. No, no, thank you. I live in the mountains for a reason. It's always the same temperature. It's just the matter of humidity, right? 
So, no, no, no. But yeah, we got it gets the- cooler at night in the in the dry season too because we don't have the clouds to keep the heat in. Oh, okay, yes, not as cloudy. So, when does y'all's rainy season start? End of this month, end of April. Okay. Yeah, theoretically. Last year it started early, so they got there was over 260 inches of rain last year here. That sounds like a lot, but I don't know. It is a freak ton. It's a freak ton. We can get two to four inches an hour here. It just goes, whoosh. the sky opens and it just slams down. <laughs> you literally, you can't hear anything. We have an insulated, so all the ribs are metal, um, but and we have an insulated roof, which you desperately need if you're going to live in Panama. And, but even with the insulation and the ceiling, you still can't hear anything when the rain is coming down like that because it's just like, yeah, it's intense. We're the, we're the same way, different scenario, because Mitch and I live full-time in, in an RV, you know, that you pull behind your truck, right? So, so so when it starts raining, we're like, okay, turn the TV up to as loud as it can go. It's like, never mind, just find something else to do. So, but we sleep so good. Oh, right? Yes. We we bought a um, a projector TV because I just, we didn't buy a TV when we first got here. We've just, if we wanted to watch something, we watched on the computer, right? But um, we just bought a projector TV and we had friends over last weekend and we watched T, we watched a movie outside in our backyard with a projector TV. It was awesome. It was like being at a drive through without being in the uncomfortable car, right? <laughs> Or having to sit on the car hood. You know, I haven't been to a drive-in since I was like 17. So, (laughs) yeah. So, it was really good. It was really fun. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, today we are talking about sigils. We are. So, here's the deal, right? Um, Sigils are, as it says in the title, the written language of spells. Now, yes and no, right? Because you could write a spell, right? People do it all the time. You know, I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. Thank you, Disney, Disney, right? That That's a written spell right there, you know, although we all heard it oral, you know, verbally. But sigils are a... They're a compressed language of spells is probably the best way to say it. Because basically what you're doing is you're turning a spell into a single element that uh, you can activate, right? So it's a single image that you can activate. So a sigil really should not be bigger than, than your face if you're writing it down, okay? So if you're on YouTube right now, you're watching us, you know, shape our faces, right? But your sigil should not be bigger than the size of your face if you're writing it down for the average thing. If you're going to use a sigil as a protection on a building or something, then, you know, you want to make it huge, right? Because you're protecting a building. But, you know, for most cases, uh, I, I don't use sigils for a lot because, I find it faster to just, you know, do the spell, right? But a lot of people really love them. And I do use them for my car. I use them for my truck. Yeah, I do it because I can wax the sigil into the hood and then buff it down, right? And so it's in the the wax, right? Um, So I use it for protection for the car. But much like any other type of spell, you have to be careful how you construct your sigils. 
let's not blow ourselves up. Well, and let's worry about the un, let's let's actually worry about the unintended consequences, right? Because you know, for instance, if you're if you're trying to do some protection on your car so you don't get tickets, and you say, you know, I'm invisible to cops, then you might have a cop on a chase run into you because you're invisible. Okay, if you say, you know, cops don't see me, um, then or you could say if you mistakenly say, ah, nobody, you know, you, you don't see me. If you just put a don't see me on there, then people may be running you off the road because they don't see you. Okay. I bought a car in 1996 that I swear to God was used as a surveillance vehicle because no one saw that freaking car. I mean, it was a Chrysler LeBaron. It was a big-ass blue car. There was no reason to not see this big-ass damn car. And no one saw it because the surveillance guys spent the entire time going, don't notice me, while they were sitting in the car. And they had put a big old don't notice me energetically on the car. And at the time, and at the time, I didn't know how to fix it. Okay, so I got hit multiple times in that car. People ran red lights to hit that car. I don't under, well, I hated the car. That's why they ran red lights to hit it. But I I really, I bought the car because my ex-husband wouldn't let me buy anything else. And I was not in my power yet. So to tell him to go, go fly. But um, yeah, so there there was, there was a lot going on. But I swear that that was used as a surveillance vehicle because of that, right? So, you know, you have to be careful with these things, right? So, you know, let's talk about sigils. So, so, so there's basic construction, right? And the construction, when you look at most things online, they're going to tell you that you, you basically you write out your spell and then you take out all the spaces and then you take out all the repeating letters and then you take out all the vowels and then you're left with a few letters, which you then arrange into a structure, right? Now, by structure, you mean a, a, a drawing, a symbol, a, an artistic, you, you artistically put the letters together so where they look, my words, witchy, they look woo-woo-y. Woo-woo-y? We're going to go the with that. The goal is not to make them look woo-woo-y. Okay? Okay, don't make them look woo-woo-y. That's a new word. <laughs> it, it, it may end up looking woo-woo-y, but you know, it's not the goal, right? The goal is to take the intent of the spell and smush it down into a single symbol. Now... Here's the challenge, right? And here's the reason why I don't really like sigils very much. Um, And that's because it is very easy to get up in your head and all stuck in the how and, you know, manipulating the things and the what's it's and the who's it's and making everything work together and blah, 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 right? And now you're all up in your head. You're not in your energy. You're not in your intention. You're in your creative self, trying to make it look pretty and woo-woo, right? But you're not in your intention. And the intention is what creates the magic. And so it, it requires a lot of discipline to actually do a sigil and do it well, because you have to stay in your intention as you're doing all of the elements to get you there. Okay. And it's so much easier to just go, bang, this is what I want, right? 
And, and so, you know, it, it just, in my mind, sigils are overly complicated, but people ask me about them all the times. And in fact, this episode was suggested by a listener. Can you, let's give her a shout out. Yes. Thank you so much, Tasha Lonnie, L-O-N-I, Wolf. She requested this and she was also asking about, um, about the runes. Yeah. Well, and, and that's important because, I, if, if I do a sigil, I do it out of runes. And so I'm not using English. I'm using Norse runes. What is a rune? So a rune is, it's another divination tool. So it's the equivalent of like tarot cards, but they, they have individual symbols that mean different things. So like they, they have tier, which is, you know, success or, um, you know, victory, right. They have, they have a lightning bolt that, that looks like an S that is success. They have hoggle, which is, you know, a, uh, two, it looks like a H with a, a, a diagonal cross point in the, in between the two uprights, uh, which means disaster. And it's, it's kind of the equivalent of the, the tower card in, in tarot. Um, but there's all these different things and, and R there's an R that looks like, uh, that that's for journey, right. For, and so when I do a sigil, which is very rarely, I only do it when I buy a new car, uh, it's new to me, um, it is I'm using runes to do it because, the runes are already a magical element to me because they're a divination tool. And I am taking the energy of those elements and I'm putting them together. And there's usually, because you're, you're doing, you know, protection and you're doing travel, safe travel, and you're doing, you know, whatever, you're usually only using like three or four elements, three or four runes that you're binding together. Right. And so there's, um, and in, in runes, they call that a bind rune. So it's a sigil, but it's also a bind rune. It's the same thing, right? And the thing that's important is you don't want to have any open spaces because the, the theory is that the energy falls out through the open spaces. So if you had an R, the bottom of the R is an open space, right? So if you don't have anything at the bottom of like the R... So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to, to describe it verbally because we've got people listening on, on just the po- straight podcast and the audio. But yeah, if you're on, if you're on video, um, so if you have an R, the opening at the bottom of the R is a way for energy to sort of roll out. So you could just reverse the R and add a second R underneath it. Like it's mirrored at the bottom. So to close off the top there, or you may use another piece of the rune. That's yeah. what I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's not exactly it. But no, that's, that's not a reversal. That's not it. Dang it. That's not a reversal. So, but you may have another um, element that is to be included that could close off that bottom piece, right? Or you could choose to put a circle around it and have both pieces of the R at the bottom of the R touch the circle and that closes that bottom as well, right? Right. So the idea being that everything should be enclosed within in a single image that doesn't have any wild openings and whatever you're you're trying to create symmetry whenever you can you're trying to uh, to bring it into harmony unless unless the bind rune or the sigil that you're trying to do is trying to create 
discord and disharmony, in which case you would not try to make it balanced and harmonious and whatever. You would try to make it chaotic and, you know, whatever. So, you know, you want your bind rune to energetically reflect and physically reflect and your sigil to physically reflect the energy of the spell that you're creating with it, right? So, you know, it's, you can do this and, and, you know, you should absolutely try it, right? Absolutely try it. There's absolutely no reason not to try it. I don't personally prefer it, but some people love these things. Some people love the act of creating them. They're super artistic. They, they love the, the mental act of finding the right way that all the elements fit in together and, and whatever. And, and if that's your game, then great, do it. This will be a good fit for you. It's not mine. Okay. And I'm not saying they suck. I'm just saying it's not my thing, right? I, it's not the way my brain likes to work. Okay. Um, can I make it work? Yeah. But do I have fun with it? Not really right? You should do it if you have fun with it, if you enjoy it, if it, if it makes sense to you. And if you can hold the intention while you create the rune or the sigil, right? The bind rune. Um, and the reason is that you absolutely have to hold the intention or else it's completely fucking useless, right? So that's the thing, right? So you want to make sure that that you're holding the intention as you're creating it because that's the whole freaking point, right? <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and here, another element, if you want to use letters, Right. If you want to use the English language and you want to use the you want to create the sigil, uh, not using runes, but using letters, um, then what I'm going to say is do not write a freaking long thing. The problem I see with uh, people who are new to magic is that they try to make something that's complicated and they're like, oh, and this and that and that and that and that. No. You can't do that. There's too many variables. And every time you add a variable, you add unintended consequences to the mix. Okay. So, or, or potential unintended, I'm going to say unintended consequences rather than potential because I guarantee you're going to have unintended consequences if you put too many elements into it. I'm, I, I, think so strongly like a magician that I also think like a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> and so I look for what's the worst thing that could freaking happen. And, and I would miss things if there were too many elements in it. Okay. I would have unintended consequences and I am the queen of looking for what could possibly go wrong. So, um, so keep it simple. So, so like, so like on my truck, I, 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 and I was looking for my sigil in preparation for this. And I couldn't find it. It's somewhere. It's in my, it's in my, my grimoire somewhere. But um, like on my truck, it was, I remember you, you were helping me with it when I was doing it to put it on my truck. And it was something, something like my, um, my travels will be either easy or enjoyable. And I don't remember which it was, but it was like, see Jane run. I mean, it was very basic sentence it wasn't i want to get to work early i don't i don't want any traffic i want to you know it wasn't all of that it was literally a third grade sentence <laughs> and that and was to keep it to concise yeah it needs to be super concise because anything beyond that and life gets ugly 
Okay. So, you know, what you have to learn how to do is how to boil it down to its elements, how to to boil it down to simplicity. It's like, okay, what gets me this without me having to list 14 different things, right? And sometimes it's just that makes me happy, right? And and that can be sufficient, right? It's like, I want to... it, you know, instead of saying, I, if you're going to make a sigil for, you know, the, your soulmate to come into your life. And again, I, I highly caution you about using the word soulmate because twin flames are soulmates too. And that could be a problem. Okay. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> they're, they're challenging. So, uh, you know, you could say, I would like to bring a gender of your choice or non-gender of your choice into my life. Okay. And it's not, I would like to, it's, you know, this person, this gender of choice, non-gender of choice, uh, uh, is, is in my life. It's not will because that's future. You have to claim it now. I am in relationship with this person who makes me happy. Right. That's it. If you start putting in, they have to be X amount tall. They have to make X amount of money. They have to have the same belief structure as me. They have to, you know, you start listing all this shit out. Will you get it? Yeah. Yeah. You'll get it because you manifest, right? You know, but you may not like the way it shows up. I mean, we had this conversation at one point on the podcast, I'm sure, where I manifested the guy who was the conservative Republican Catholic who wanted, who with political aspirations, who wanted to get married and have kids. And I wanted none of that, right? <laughs> but he was everything I asked for. <laughs> you asked for the exact opposite. <laughs> Opposites no, don't always attract. I asked for somebody who I got along with and who my friends would enjoy and, and who we had shared interests and, and, and where, you know, he was honest and trustworthy and, you know, and, and, and forthright and, you know, who was great in bed and, you know, all of these, I mean, how whole long list of shit, a whole long list. And I've forgotten. And I said on my same spiritual path or a parallel one, forgetting that parallel does not cross. And I didn't say anything about common values and common goals, <laughs> which is what screwed me over. Yeah. Which you can have shared interest. You can both, both love, I'm gonna make it up fishing, but you're, you're more liberal libertarian and he's strict conservative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not libertarian, Just don't talk. but yes. Okay. L- liberal, right? <laughs> liberal. <laughs> Although I do have a lot in common with the libertarians. I've spent some time with them recently, and I do have a lot in common with them. I but, told you. Yeah, I, I, I know, but I'm not entirely libertarian. I okay. know. No. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a no-go, right? Loved him. Loved him. He was awesome. And fish and bird, where will we make a home? No <laughs> problem, right? But, yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to poop blub, on your head. Blub, blub. <laughs> I will eat the poop. Blub, blub, yep. blub, 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 blub. <laughs> That's what fish do. Okay. <laughs> True that. All right. Circle back around. So our sigils, once, once we put the sigil in place, is it there forever? Well, it's there until something changes it, right? So if you stripped all the wax off your car and you put the sigil on with wax initially, then when you strip all the wax off, the sigil's going to go away, right? Because that's the, the the vehicle through which you put the thing on the car, right? If a 
if a sigil is on a building and that part of the building gets destroyed, you know, somebody drives through the side of the building or somebody puts a window in there or whatever, then that sigil will be gone, right? Even if it's painted underneath, if it goes through it, the part of the sigil ceases to exist. It's kind of like on Supernatural, right? You know how on Supernatural, they've always got these protective circles on the ground. And, and you know, if, if something breaks the circle, then the circle is the no ring longer of protected. Right, yeah. yeah. It, you know, but sometimes it's actually etched on the ground. And if, if the ground shakes and the earthquake happens and it splits the circle, the circle is broken, it no longer functions. Sigils work in the same fashion. Can I take them off if I want? To sure. Yeah. Just whenever. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you can just pull the energy out of the sigil. You don't have to actually strip the wax off the car or whatever. You can just pull the energy out of the sigil to remove it. Yeah. If you're the one who put it in, if you're the one who put it in, if somebody else put it in, then, then you, you, that, that could be a little trickier. Well, cause I was wondering about like the, the, the car you were describing, let's say I buy a secondhand car and I have no idea what's going on with it. Well, you can overwrite. Most people who do things on cars do it either on the hood or on the doors. And so if you just do a a cleansing over the top, you know, create a new layer of protection cleansing over the top and then put your sigil on top of it, you'll probably be fine. The This car, I'm certain, was not protected in that way. It was just used in a way where people were like, don't, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. Right. You know, today I would be able to clear that very quickly and easily, but back in the day, I didn't have those skills. So are there any, Ooh, real, uh, any other really, Ooh, don't do those on sigils. Any, here's how not to blow yourself up kids. Uh, so the same, so we have an episode on spell uh, writing your own spells. It's, it, it's recent, right? The same rules that apply to writing your own spells apply to sigils. And so if you are thinking about doing a sigil, I would seriously recommend that uh, you go back and listen to the episode on casting uh, on, you know, creating your own spells, which I think was, I don't know, it's not that long ago. It's like 20, 30 episodes ago. So, um, and I was uh, trying to find it. And of course I can't. Yeah, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. And that's, you know, 300 episodes, guys. We just, there's there's only so many we can do, right? Um, ooh, smoke. I have wood smoke going on outside. It's wonderful. ADD moment, don't mind me. Squirrel! Um, yeah, so the... Uh, you know, the, the same caveats apply in terms of setting your expectations, in terms of being aware of the unintended consequences and all of that. Yep. Number 282. 282. See, I was right. 282. Two, I said 20 episodes ago. That's it. And it's almost exactly 20 episodes ago. Look at me. I rock. Right. Okay. It came out December 4th-ish, 22, if my dates are there correct. There you go. Okay. It should be. That's that's our spreadsheet. So, uh, so you know, I would highly recommend going back and listening to that because the same rules apply. It's 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 a spell, just like any other spell. It has to follow the rules, just like any other spell. Um, I I okay. So I just I just have to say something. This is not related to this, right? But I have to say it. I was on TikTok today, and there was a video of somebody being exercised that they, they were having an exorcism to get a Harry Potter character out of them. 
that was just absurd. (laughs) I'm like, one, I know Harry Potter canon very well. I didn't see a single character other than Voldemort that ever possessed anybody in the entire canon of Harry Potter, including the Fantastic Beasts series. There's no precedent for possession in that fashion. And I'm like, what the actual fuck do you think you're doing? And she's like, oh, well, my evil laugh is my character coming out. I'm like, no, bitch, that's just you liking to have an evil laugh. And you're just thinking that you have to exercise your own creativity out of you. And that's very sad. But, yeah, I'm just saying. That's fucked up. I don't care who you are. I'm just saying. I'm just. Y'all are making this shit up. They are, they are entirely making this shit up. It's like, you know, I, it, it's, it would be the equivalent of saying I'm possessed by Spock. You know, it's the, it's the equivalent. I swear to God. Or, you know, Frodo. Wait, wait. It was Frodo it this one? Possessed that- me. Yes. Spock. Live long and is, prosper, is that that one? Right? Yeah. Which one was it? Nanu, Nanu. <laughs> With uh, Mork, Mork and Mindy. Nanu, That's Nanu. Mork. Mork. Robin Williams. Love him. <laughs> Which is this, but this way, right? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's hysterical. Anyway. Yeah, when I get tickled, y'all, I snort. That's just all it is to it. (laughs) When I get tickled, I snort. Oh, my God. So be careful what you listen to on the internet is what I'm saying. (laughs) There's some serious crap out there. There's some serious crap. Well, it was on TikTok. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just so like, wait, wait, oh my wait. God, I'm going back to what bed. What was the outcome? I have to know. What was the outcome? Oh, oh, she was, she was healed through the power of Christ. She was healed <laughs> through the power of Christ. Yes. Can I get a man? She stopped giggling. She was healed. I'm just... Now, let me be clear. I believe that Christ has power. Let me be clear. Oh, no, but he did. Christ is sitting on the other side looking at these batshit people and going, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> He's like, Christ was a magician. Okay. Hold my, Christ is going, hold my beer. Let me show you how this is done. <laughs> First off, you don't have any Harry Potter in you. I'm just saying. Right. Maybe you wish there you are did. No, yeah, I mean, so Harry Potter, the canon of Harry Potter has an egregore to it. And so we've talked about egregores in previous episodes, so you can look those up too. But it has an egregore. It has a spirit of itself that has been created through the uh, devotion of the Harry Potter fans. And individual characters within the lexicon of, uh, you know, within the, the world of Harry Potter have their own egregores as well, because there are people who are just in love with Dumbledore or McGonagall or, you know, whoever, Harry himself or whatever. Right. Um, But to say that those egregores are sentient enough to possess someone and that they would choose to possess someone for whatever freaking reason, I have no idea. Is you ain't all in a bag of chips, baby. I'm just saying. Well, it's absurd. (laughs) Egregores have volition to the point where they have been given them, right? So so the egregore of, say, for instance, McGonagall would be limited by the canon of Larry uh, of Harry Potter, right? So 
whatever McGonagall would have done within the books and the movies would be the limit of what the egregore of McGonagall could do. She, she so literally she uh, that she could not act out of character. Correct. Because that is what the egregore was created from, was from the canon and from, was the, from the canon of that. Yeah. Now, if a particular piece of fan fiction got super, super powerful, then that that piece might be part of the egregore as well. But it would have to be really popular because there's so much uh, of the, the world that is just attached to the canon as written. Right. And so, you know, that would be the limitation on that. So I'm discussing it not because it's realistic, but because it's an interesting mind thought game, right? It's like, okay, how does this work? You know, let's talk about this in a little bit more deep, a little more depth, a little little deeper, um, so that you can understand the construct and how it's created, right? Because it is created through the books and through the fandom. And so, you know, the books are canon, they are the, the, the source material for the egregore. And, and the source material combined with the devotion of the followers and the readers and the watchers is what creates the egregore. And so when you take that into account, that character is a solid energetic. And so they're not going to act out of character they're not going to take somebody over. Now, you know, Voldemort, maybe if somebody really wanted to use him, but, but not really because he had permission to possess the guy that he was in, you know, and he wasn't even possessing him. He was just cohabitating with him. There is no possession per se. There's, there was, there was no the possession. Harry Potter possession. Canon. No, there's no, no possession anywhere within the Harry Potter canon. Um, and so it doesn't fit. Now, and in that construct that you were talking about, if we have, I'm going to make up the number, 50 million fans, right, going in um, to the to build this egregore, the energetic of this, one fan is not going to completely, would not have the energy, I would say, or the effect to, to change that, I'm going to make it up, make Harry Potter a bad dude. Correct. Okay. Yeah. There's no way to do that because there's too many other people holding that energy, holding that that steady, you know, going, no, I love Slytherin. There's a reason I love Slytherin. There's, yeah, we're not going to make them angels. You know, <laughs> we're not going to make them a Hufflepuff. So, <laughs> yeah. And and quite frankly, because so many of the, the Harry Potter fans are actually magical people on top of it. So <laughs> good luck with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that yeah so um yeah it's it's just it's ridiculous that's really interesting that's so interesting and me you know, it, was gotta, an conversation. it yeah. was i would never think of this like that one that would happen but two it's such an interesting conversation for me this is so cool yeah well and and that's what i thought right so i i thought it was a useful thing to explain to people um uh, in in the context of the ridiculousness of the the whole construct <laughs> but whatever all right well that's that's i think what we've got we didn't have any questions this this time around right Mm-mm. i i know yeah. i don't see any of my notes Okay. So if you guys have questions, you can always send them in. I mean, these ideas came from the, the, uh, Spirit Sherpa 
by Kelly Sparta Facebook group. And so I periodically, when I have to come up with topics, I put in a thing into that group saying, oh, what do you need to know? Or sometimes people will ask a question in the group and I, I answer it here or I answer it online or I put a TikTok out about it or whatever. But, um, you know, by all means, please join that group so that you can be part of the conversation because I really want to get to know everybody. And we've had so many new downloads in the last month. We've literally gained 30, our downloads are up 33% in the last month. And we are, oh yeah, we're, we're charting in China, in Poland, in Botswana and Namibia. And which means that we're in the top 250 podcasts in that country uh, on in the topic of either religion and spirituality or spirituality. And so, you know, we want to get to know you. So please reach, let us know who you are, join the mailing list, you know, send me an email, you know, however it is you want to instant message me on Instagram, you know, message me on Facebook, message me on TikTok. I don't care. Pick a, pick a platform. Talk to me, talk to me, love to talk to you. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Ask me some questions. I'd live for this shit. Yes. So, <laughs> ask me questions. I tell you no lies. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you no lies. Yes. See, so you and, you sing. I don't. I know sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and and some of you may be finding us on uh, a new network. We're actually coming in to the Ethereal Network. And we're partnering with 11 other podcasters who all do metaphysical, spiritual-based podcasts. And we're going to help each other grow our shows. And they're all people I know and like. And so um, we're getting together. And we're so you may see a feed drop from somebody else where you like, wait, what the hell is this episode from somebody else that is on my show? I, I, I didn't subscribe to this. Yes. Right. Because I'm asking you to listen to them because they're freaking cool. Right. And I'm saying, Hey, you might like this. So now, now where uh, do I find, I don't know what an ethereal network is. You don't have what, to what find I, it. I'm just saying that you, we may have some, some promotions that we're going to do back and forth. You may, Oh, nice. Okay. You know, like, Derek Loudermilk, who was on the show the other day, um, he is in the network. And so he, you know, we did an exchange, but that was before the network existed, right? So now we're, we're going to do this on a more regular basis. I might be on his show. He might be on my show. You know, you might get, a, I might drop one of his episodes into the feed and say, hey, you guys would love this episode. Check this out, right? Things like that. So just know that that may be coming. Okay. Or that is coming. So be on the lookout for it and check out their episodes because they're good. They're great. Okay. All right. We're well over. Dude. All right. Do you have a wooism for today? Oh, wooism. Um, be, be careful what you ask for, for you will surely get it. That's the damn truth. And thank y'all so much for subscribing. Um, hit the like button. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit the, do the subscribe things. If you're on YouTube, if whatever platform that you listen to us on the podcast, share, your us, share get the word out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon Within my car, I'm all alone But feeling good
Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.